0: Monday night, July 23rd, it is the Wrestling Inc. post-Monday Night Raw podcast. I'm your host, Justin Labar tonight being joined by the creator of Wrestling Inc. He is the Vince McMahon of Wrestling Inc., Mr. Raj, Gary. Raj, how are you doing tonight? Hey, Justin, how are you doing? Good, 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 and we are waiting the run-in, uh, Mr. Matt Morgan, who will make his, uh, I'm sure he'll make some great appearance here sooner than later. All right, yeah, yeah, should be, he should be on soon. All right, Raj, well, let's jump in. It uh, We'll get Matt going um, once it gets in here. I, obviously, the big build for tonight, all the talk about tonight, all centered around Stephanie McMahon having a big announcement. Uh, we start the show pretty unusual this day and age to see Vince McMahon, no music or nothing for TV, in the ring, introduces Stephanie and Triple H, uh, the entire Raw roster and uh, a good portion of uh, all the women's roster uh, on the stage, do the big drum up, the big build up of, of of wanting a chance and 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 doing everything for the WWE universe and the universe, uh, you know, having their voice heard. The women are asked to step forward, and we get what was uh you know pretty heavily rumored and thought upon, uh, which is the official announcement that there will be the first ever women's only pay per view, October twenty eighth, Nassau Coliseum, New York. Uh, it'll be called Evolution. Uh, you uh, did, it, did this live up to the billing of all the hype. Um. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Uh, what would you think? I thought. I mean,
1: I guess we kind of saw it coming. At least part of it. There were also rumors of possibly, you know, introducing women's tag titles and then maybe having that created at that show. Obviously, that did not happen. Um, there is actually going to be four title matches uh, on this. There's in addition to the May Young Classic Finals. There's going to be the NXT Women's Title defended, the Raw Women's Title the SmackDown women's title and one that they didn't mention on the show, but the new NXT UK women's title will also be defended. So uh, they said they're going to have 50 women on the show. That's, I mean, that's a lot. I mean, with the Royal Rumble, they pulled in a lot of legends and, and, you know, had a hard time getting 30 and that's with, you know, with some NXT talent, but I I guess with all the NXT, uh, the women in developmental and, and some of the women from the Mayan classic, you should be able to easily get that.
0: Well, they're touting over 50 women, what did Stephanie say, you know, then, now, and forever, um, to past and present. But that doesn't mean the 50 are going to be, you know, in a match. I mean, they've, they've said that Trish Stratus and Lita, they mentioned both of them. I think Beth Phoenix, too, that they, I think those are the three they kept mentioning, saying uh, that they'll be a part of it. So who right. knows if that's, you know, what that means. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean a match, but, uh, you know, that could be special commentary, that could be... Right. GM for the night or something of that uh, regard. And Beth was, uh,
1: you know, did commentary for the Mixed Match Challenge, so she she does have some experience in that area. So,
0: And I think that'll be something to watch. It's coming to those, some of those special roles. Do we see a Beth Phoenix on commentary again? Do we see a Renee Young, who I know uh, fans of her, and I'm, and I'm a fan of hers. I know, I thought, she's done pretty good color commentary work on NXT. Do, you know, do we do we give more of a, of a female flavor in those departments as well?
1: Yeah, I think it would, it would be kind of odd to have an all men's commentary team on an all women's pay-per-view but sure but you know they haven't really groomed anyone in that position i mean they had beth phoenix uh with the mixed mass challenge kind of coming cold you know, she didn't uh, she didn't get the, the the greatest reviews uh you know with with her work but um so i think a three-woman commentary booth would, would probably not work but you could easily have two two guys or one guy and, and, and Renee Young or Beth Phoenix with, with Michael Cole or something like that.
0: Yeah, I think as long as you have a female on a three-person team, that's important. I mean, you know, WWE, I mean, it, it, w, running WWE shows is it can be a pretty complex thing. That's why right now it's, you know, it's Michael Cole and then it's Tom Phillips and then, you know, 205 Live and it's Vic. I mean, it, it takes a lot to really run the shows the way they do. So, I mean, I don't think you're going to, uh, get anybody you know new in terms of that number one play-by-play lead position. And then I could see a Corey Graves. A Corey Graves just seems to be so reliable. And then I think a third person would be good, whether it's Renee Young or whether maybe they rotate the third person. I, I don't know, but yeah, I think you have to have a woman um, avoid a, a woman's voice on the commentary team. But I, I think you know you also have to just go with who you know can can run a live WWE show. And, and obviously, there's only a few of those people that they trust to do that.
1: Right. Absolutely. But you know, it should be it should be a cool event. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I I hope they, you know, I hope Trish will wrestle again. I'd like to see them mix up some of the the past superstars with with the current talent, just because I feel like none of the storylines as they are right now are that strong. Um, obviously, Ronda Rousey will have a big match at the show, but outside of that, there's you know, and granted, we're still a couple you know a few months away, so who knows who will be champions? But if it's Alexa Bliss and Carmella, it's not like those those title
0: matches are going to knock anyone dead. Well, there's so many things that couldn't be done uh, that, that can, I mean, if it's going to be a four hour show as the rest of these network pay-per-views are, I mean, yeah, you, you could have things that are uh, just one-offs that aren't storyline related, like a Trish um, novelty act. Uh, mm-hmm. if she feels that she can still go, um, yeah, there's so many things that that, that could be done for it. I mean, obviously I think it is, it is probably pretty obvious to think that Ronda Rousey, whether, whether she's, champion by that point or whether that's where she becomes champion i think those are you know i think it's either her first title defense potentially or that's where she becomes champion uh obviously that's all going to be depending on how SummerSlam shakes out but yeah i mean i think definitely you, you could you could do a lot of things I mean, again if you have four hours to work with uh, they could really get creative in terms of um you know what kind of matches and whether or not it's storyline related or not i mean who knows uh, glow season two is getting a great review on netflix they could have glow to a crossover. And I'm yeah, not even, really, I'm not could. really exaggerating. That's they actually could. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's making an
1: appearance. They've, they've, they've done stuff with WWE in the past, you know?
0: But. Yeah, they were just backstage a few weeks ago. So yeah. absolutely. I mean, anything could be possible here. Um, all right. So that was the big thing. And of course, they're going to recap that the rest of the night. That is the theme. And, and even, even other people and in, in their promos, I think Roman Reigns referenced it in his promo uh, backstage backstage. Uh, hyping his match about how tonight's a night of first and, and he's gonna beat Bobby Lashley. So uh they did not stray away from the fact that this was uh the lead for Monday Night Raw. Uh moving in and, uh And and one one interesting thing was that they had
1: Triple H out there as well. He they usually don't have him out for these company announcements, you know, in the ring. You know, they'll do it for NXT on conference calls and you know for NXT <laughs> but not on WWE television. So I wonder wonder if they just expected Stephanie to get some heat, you know, just for uh, how strong they come at uh, the crowd with you know some of this stuff. So I wonder if he was there to kind of dissipate that a little bit.
0: Well, and it goes back to the thing. Look, I'm, I'm a, I'm I'm a overall fan of Triple H and Stephanie, but I I mean it's hard it's hard to not point out obviously the the odd the odd dynamic which is not new, but it's the fact of you know here's Stephanie it's her first appearance on Raw I think since. The night after Mania, maybe when when Ronda beat her up, I think this is the first time. And of course, in the, in in the time since then, we haven't seen her on Raw. But of course, she's named uh, Corbin as Constable Corbin to straighten up Kurt Angle's act. So I mean, you know, again, all the heel antics, but then wanting to have her out there to do the to do the the, the make good for PR. So uh, it, little... it's just constantly taking credit for
1: you know the, the stuff they're doing with the women. I think it's great that they're doing it, but it it can come across as uh, just a little, a little thick sometimes,
0: you know. Yeah. It is what it is. But who's going to tell her otherwise? Um, nonetheless, <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, like, could you imagine if the UFC was doing that with like when Ronda Rousey, you know, got in the main event? It wasn't just this constant PR campaign of of look at what you fans, you know, demanded and this and that. It was like, no, we're just doing it. She's in the main event. It is historic, but that we're, we're not, you know. Uh, we're not just uh, belaboring the the, the fact, and, and you know we we move on.
0: Well, you know we're talking we we're talking about Stephanie. Who knows? Uh, again, depending on what happens at Summerslam with Ronda Rousey, it, it's again not it, not an exaggeration of a, of a hypothetical that that Stephanie McMahon has a match. Um, Maybe
1: probably the main event against Ronda Rousey, we'll see
0: right? Because I mean her they, right. They haven't had a one on one. Ronda certainly you know she's settled. She's continuing to settle in. Um, so that's <laughs> again. <laughs> That could be Ronda's first title defense. Stephanie could be so mad that Ronda Rousey is the champion in storyline, and she decides that she's going to be you know very Vince often. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't put a pass on that. I, I wouldn't be
1: surprised. I mean, I feel like you almost gotta have Ronda win uh, at SummerSlam because otherwise, that's two title shots in a row. Regardless of if she wins by DQ or whatever, it does create that like that that you can't win the big one feeling, and that's not what you want on her. So I, I'm sure she's beating Alexa for the for the title now, and it's just what you do after that. I mean, I could, I could totally see Stephanie for sure.
0: Yeah, well, we talk about winning the big one. Uh, the B team, defending tag team champions. Uh, and as they come to the ring, I don't remember who it was on commentary saying, you know, certainly this has to be almost impossible for them to defend the titles now that they're the hunted, now that they're on top of the mountain. Uh, but sure enough, with the miscommunication between uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, uh, Axel and Dallas uh, win. Uh, retain the tag titles. It looks like there's going to be the handshake at the end, but then Hardy and Wyatt uh, both hit their finishers on them. Uh, if it was supposed to be some type of heel turn, it was not received that way. The crowd popped um, as the two guys uh, you know, hit their poses and that was the end of the segment. Raj, what, what's going on here? I mean, I mean, uh, WWE seems like they're trying to solidify the B team. Granted, uh, granted their wins are all because of party Wyatt miscommunications, but I mean, they're, this isn't like something where they just won and then 24 hours later, they drop it. I mean, they've, they've been champions now for a couple weeks.
1: Yeah. I mean, and they've been kind of teasing them splitting up, um, you know, on social media and everything. And I just don't know where you go with them. Um, yeah. you know, as a tag team, they feel like, I don't talk about Bray and Matt. I just feel like they feel done. They feel outdated. Like it's run its course. Uh, I don't want to see them feud again. I don't know about you. Um, uh, it, it just uh, it, they they just seem kind of stuck in this uh, in this rut where they don't know what to do with either of them. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they stick around as a team a little longer. Probably have a three way at Summerslam with the B team and maybe the Revival. They've been hinting at the Revival, so I could uh, I could see them going that direction and then maybe do the angle at Summerslam where they finally split off and, and go in their separate directions.
0: Yeah, head scratching situation with the tag division and Raw because you have this. As we say, stuck in a rut. <clears throat> Granted, again, the B team are tag champions, but it still seems like it's a bit of a just a in neutral, running in place kind of situation. And then, but then you have the the revival, as you said, who they tease, who are constantly watching the monitors backstage. Then you have the authors of pain, who are finally back to getting weekly momentum, uh, and they're just continuing to to drum on Titus worldwide. It, it, it's a very um, a very bizarre tag division as we're heading into the second biggest show of the year. Yeah, I always hate when they continue feuds after
1: you've already done a couple squashes—not even competitive matches, but squashes like they've done with AOP and and Titus worldwide. So, I mean, they—they clearly have nothing for them. They got so much talent uh, that's not being utilized that they could bring into the tag division. You know, even if it's just random tag teams. I mean, they had Chad Gable and Jose teaming uh, on main event.
0: Uh, We uh, have—is he here? Yep. Mr. Matt Morgan. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey guys, Good. Matt, uh, if you're, uh, you're just jumping in here, uh, we, we got just through about the first uh, half hour or so of Raw, but let's go back real quick to the what well, is the top story and it was the theme of all night. you excited for Evolution, first ever WWE all-women's pay-per-view? I
2: thought that was really, honestly, uh, I kept thinking, like, what deserves this kind of buildup, this kind of hype? I, I, I kept thinking it had something to do with Hogan, it would be just this gigantic. Like, but then I was like, "That's not even big enough for the way they're handling this." And when Triple H kept crying, I'm like, "It's going to be the girls." Um, but what's it going to be? <laughs> and then when it's like an all pay all girl pay per view, I'm like, "I'm not like we we're not shocked by this. Like, this is where they're at now. They shouldn't be at this point in the game, continually getting pats on the back for this because." The girls got them there. Let's be clear about this. The talent got them to this point. But, like, they keep patting themselves on the back for it. And it gets – it's over gratuitous on their part.
0: Do you think it, it – do you yeah. think it yeah, Sorry, go ahead. No, Matt, Matt I was going to ask you, do you think it would have been better off if they would have not done the big 10-minute – you know, build up and just kind of say, look, we have a new pay-per-view and here's what it is. Do you think that would be almost a little bit more respectable? Like, this is just where we're at. We don't need to make a big uh, to-do about the girls yeah. having their first ever.
2: Yes, I do. I do. And and, and and it was cool when they made the introductions and they brought the NXT girls up and they did it that way. They broke the third wall doing it. That was cool because they didn't have set angles yet. They didn't have set opponents and, and stuff like that. All the girls were up there hand-holding and singing Kumbaya again. And it's corny.
1: Yeah, my point, I was saying pretty much the exact same thing, Matt. And like how UFC handled Ronda Rousey's debut. They weren't just patting themselves on the back constantly. They booked the fight and they, you know, treated it like every other fight. And it wasn't a constant, you know, reminding of we've come so far and the fans, you know, are demanding women's fighting and this and that. They just did it. And they were, you know, they were the... Uh, WWE is way behind UFC when it comes to that. It's not like everything is some big media publicity uh, you know, uh,
2: thing. They do this with everything. Everything is a big announcement after the 5 years past the point, like Daniel Bryan's push if you remember. They all got behind it like when they had no choice, like a like 7 months to a year after the fact. And they try to act like, "Look what we're doing here. We're now pushing younger, faster superstars." And they were like patting themselves on the back in every interview they were doing around that time, if you remember, especially after his mania win. And it's like, number one, you guys are Johnny come lately. Number two, stop patting yourselves on the back by saying you're giving the fans what they want. You didn't do that when you turned rock heel, right? And then he blew up into this mega star. You didn't, I mean, when he became a babyface, and got super over, right? You didn't stomp him in the middle of one of his promos and go out there and say, you see this guy out here? we're responsible for him because we listened to you guys. You wanted us to turn them heel. We did. We brought him back to you as a bigger, stronger baby base, because we're listening to you, the fans. It's so patronizing.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a perfect word for it. I think the and Matt kind of just said it with the Kumbaya. I think my biggest thing, I look I understand they're gonna make a big PR announcement by having Triple H and Stephanie out there. And in this case events, I get all that. I but I think what really what what kind of what throws me over the edge is do it UFC style or anything else, any, or any other combat sport. When you make the announcement, you know I saw Carmelo on the stage. You know Bliss's other have the champions. You know push the girls aside and like put the belts up. Like yeah, we made this happen. And have a little pushing and shoving. Don't have the the, the the hugs and cries and kisses. Let the girls start getting at it, saying I'm going to be the main event of this first show. Yeah, yeah, have
1: them brawling or something. Not just you know s- s- hugging and crying. Make it feel like something you want to yeah. you want to see these matches. You want to see them wrestle. Not you're just wa- watching it to because it's the first and Ronda and, and Rousey wasn't
0: Ronda, Ronda Rousey, wasn't hugging her UFC opponents at the press conference.
1: No, they weren't uh, just talking about how they're making history. They were talking about how, you know, they're, they're going to get in the cage and, and, you know, beat each other up.
2: They could have given us this on the network. That's what you have the network for. You can do whatever the hell you damn well, please. It's your network. So if you want to do the shoot angle about everyone's reaction, you know, doing jumping jacks with each other, high-fiving each other, then do that shit on the network. But on your broadcast flagship show that we're supposed to emotionally get invested in, that we're supposed to be paying money for your network to see these these uh, angles get resolved via a pay-per-view. Right. That should be their goal, getting us to join the network. Um, Don't bastardize your angles for these moments. Now, how do I unsee all of that? (laughs)
0: Live TV. You can't unsee it.
1: It was, yeah, but uh, the event itself, obviously, it's a, a cool deal. It'll be, it'll be cool to see. I, I, now, hopefully, they start giving these women real storylines because uh, the matches we saw tonight were just thrown together. Just you know, How many times have we seen Ember Moon and Liv Morgan now? That's we're, been like the last month.
2: Listen, Raj, we're way ahead of them, by the way. We're saying F the pay-per-view. We're saying they need their own show. So we're past the pay-per-view, and they should be in the territory of threading their own female show at this point. That's how many, how much talent they have to pull it off, in my opinion. All of our opinion, we've all said it. So now we've got to wait for that. That's going to be the next big one, and they're going to shut the damn show down for forty-five minutes for that. You know, it, it's so it's annoying. I was annoyed by that. I swear to you, God. I was
1: annoyed.
2: And I go, well, I don't like to fast forward because I feel like I'm cheating the viewers that watch our show by saying I, I see everything that happens in these shows. And I said, you know what? F, the, F this. This is ridiculous. So I fast forwarded to get to the point of what the freaking announcement was already because they kept and <laughs> babbling and babbling and babbling. And then they just kept going on and on.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then it was brought up uh, after every segment, pretty much.
2: Oh, God,
0: Matt Morgan is hot, ladies and gentlemen.
2: <laughs> because it's so patronizing, how do they not see this as like two steps back? This should be expected. This is where the girls are at. This is where the girls have brought them to. Yeah. Not the other way around. Not by their opportunity they presented the talent. No, the talent is nasty. They're good as hell. And and they've got them to the dance. These NXT girls brought them to the dance, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it would much it would part i'd much rather have it that they had like a women's fee though so heated that they're like we're gonna you know with this match and these matches we're gonna do an all women's pay-per-view and that's it not this big like stephanie created it and now you girls get to be a part of it you deserve it but you know you're you're coming on this thing that i'm responsible for but anyway
2: put it on the that like they always do i would
0: have been cool with that yeah well, what do you last question and then we'll, we'll we'll move off of this um why do you th- do you think Vince? Do you think they had Vince out there to just kind of add the credibility to it? Because we've seen Stephanie Triple H do many announcements yeah. before for the women, but this is the first one I can recall they've had Vince out there too. Granted, he didn't really say anything, but is it, is it just is it a credibility factor? Is that what it is? Yeah, of course, I'm yeah. sure. And but I think Triple H too. They usually don't have Triple H for the women, right? Yeah, it's mostly it's been mostly been Stephanie, I think. It's, yeah, it's, it's been for, just Stephanie for Rumbles and Hell in Cells and everything else. So. Well, October 28th, like I said, Nassau Coliseum in New York. Uh, that will be Evolution, the first ever women's pay-per-view. Uh, for those who are curious, tickets do a go on sale August 24th at 10 a.m. if you'd like to be in uh, in, in attendance for the history-making. Uh, Matt, we just uh, were finishing up on it right when you came in. I'll just get your thoughts real quick. Um, more of the same, the B team, the defending tag team champions, beat Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy once again because of another Wyatt-Hardy uh, miscommunication, and then Hardy and Wyatt, uh, given the finishers after the match, Uh Seems like the tag division is kind of stuck in neutral right now in Raw.
2: Kind of. I mean, yeah. I mean, no offense, look who your tag champions
0: are. Um, It's
2: happy for the B team, you know, again, privately, personally, right? But uh, tag division is horrible. It's just, I don't even like talking about it. It's such a waste. And it's, I don't like to discredit the talent. It's just WWE standards and what they think of the tag division.
0: All right, well, moving on, uh, we get to the backstage and we see, uh, Finn Balor and, uh, this, another one of those great, uh, backstage segments, uh, Finn being told by Constable Corbin that he has his own locker room and it is a little, uh, little fun house, a little red fun house. Um, and they do some back and forth about, uh. Constable's always want to have his own fun house, or Finn's always wanted to have his own fun house, and blah blah blah. Corbin uh, storms off, of course, tells him he has a match with Drew McIntyre. Uh, this segment really, this was a, this is another one of those segments where I was hoping nobody uh, walks in the room. <laughs>
1: It's like WWE, it feels like they have they forgot how to make feuds, like like getting people heated and, and angry at each other. You know, Baron Corbin does this. Finn Balor just laughs like, hey, that's a good idea. Does that make you want to see Finn Balor get his revenge? Does that make you want to see these two no. go at it? Not at all. Let me ask you a
2: question. Do you think – and this is going to be a crazy question I'm asking for the record. This doesn't mean what I'm thinking, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if they're thinking it. Do, they, do you guys think of 2018 – we're now past the point where people need to suspend their disbelief to emotionally invest mm-hmm. in wrestling versus fans now watching it and emotionally investing on the shoot aspect of it, the, the who the talent really is, uh, the movesets they're doing in the matches. You know, yeah. I was watching some Ring of Honor stuff and I was watching what the fans were responding to, you know, and, and, and I don't necessarily think it's storylines.
1: No, I agree. I feel like it's less storyline than ever before. It's less storyline. It's less character. It's less superstar. It's more.
2: Picked up on that? Do you think WWE's picked up on that, Raj? Do you think that's what they're doing?
1: It's definitely a big difference from where they were ten years ago. Definitely twenty, but you know, ten where it was a a really star-driven commodity, and then when when it shifted from stars to the brand, and then just keeping everything watered down. Um you get what you get. You just get redundancy. It's it, You know, it's the wrestling's better than ever. The actual in-ring is better than it's ever been, but, you know, when you have eight hours of that a week, um, you want more to get you excited about these matches, not just
0: that these guys are going to have a good match. Yeah, I think, um, Go ahead, brother. No, I was just going to say, I think WWE is tasked with having more programming than ever, so I think whether you want to call it lazy or whether you want to call it, oh, we can just serve this master over here, I do think there's a case of there, there, there are there's an Elka fans that just care about the, the moves and just care about who, who can do the coolest moves, who can have the coolest, you know, match in terms of that, you know, on that basis. So I think that there is something where it's like, you know, okay, we can we can just say, ha-ha, Finn, you're short compared to Corbin, and we're going to put you in matches, and people will enjoy watching them. I, and then I think there's another portion that does get invested in, in storylines, but I think that portion doesn't speak up. I think, I think the people that get invested in the Roman Reigns or even Brock Lesnar's they're not the ones that are as vocal with feedback. They kind of watch it and they move on and they tune in next week, but it's those who voice their opinions the most are the ones who want to see really good work rate matches. And I think, you know, I think WWE's fallen into trying to say, okay, we're just going to go ahead and serve that week in week out. Cause that's the easiest thing to do. We'll do the Brock Lesnar's and the big, the, the, the bigger storylines on a more, uh, you know,
2: storyline driven. Yeah. Um. Okay. Here's where, here's what I'm hoping for. I hope that they have given up on this. So then, by maybe five to ten years and they realize this doesn't work and it fails that before this happens they'll have fired all the writers because what do they need writers for if they're not writing storylines and they're not going storylines anymore what do we need them for we don't um and then the boys start getting together and then start creating their own stuff like like used to happen you'd have a booker but the guys would get together and create their own matches and what they wanted to do with it get with the booker how long are we going is it six months eight months? And then work on an arc from there, and the guys would be a lot more included in the in their own stuff versus fifty-five writers that can't write. And that's the thing I don't, I don't get. There's so many writers, and,
1: and and it's the same thing every week. You know, we're t- like a half of these segments we're talking about is okay. you just move pieces around a little bit, change the winner. You're, you're having the same matches week in week out, or the same people involved. Not doing any big swerves, not any twists. It's just kind of you know, Titus Worldwide get squashed two weeks, but they still keep facing the same guys, you know, for whatever reason. And it yep. just uh, – yep. that's what happens when you're the only the only big game in town.
0: Rod or uh, Matt, I think the problem that, that we'll, we'll always have with, with preventing them from going back to that old school kind of style is the fact that because the company is so big and there's so many motives and there's, you know, okay, we gotta we got to protect this sponsorship or the, or, or the USA Network wants to see this. I think there's so many things that we don't know about the writers are almost babysitters. The writers are there to kind of, you know, okay, what are you saying? Uh, you can't quite say that in, in this kind of a promo. I, I think that would be the problem of letting wrestlers have have the have more control like they used to. Granted, it'll probably be better quality stuff, but it, it, it'll take one time for a wrestler, you know, for them to come up with something that's going to somehow go and break some rule that the company has at that point. And I, I don't, I don't see Vince or the company releasing that kind of control with, with how big it is, how corporate it is.
1: Yeah, they they definitely want their own. They want. They don't want any big, uh, any big risks or anything, right? They want to maintain what they're at. They they're making tons and tons of money, more money than ever before with these TV rights deals. Even though they're they're the least popular, wrestling is the least popular that it's been in my lifetime right now, in a lot of ways. Even though it gets the most mainstream media attention, more than it that ever has, you know, since since I've been a kid. Bro,
2: you think more so than uh, ninety
1: five, ninety four, ninety five? You mean uh, like? 90 like 898 with the Attitude Era and WCW before that hit. Yeah, before that hit. I mean, WrestleMania one when they were doing the stuff with MTV and Mr. T, um, it was getting a lot, but you didn't see m- mainstream media stories as much. You, Hogan was on Sports Illustrated, but it wasn't like all the time. Like, but you know, it was a different medium then. Um, WWE isn't in either. ESPN the magazine, but they're on ESPN.com.
2: It's all relative. Wwf back then was on Mt. Freaking V. Yeah, guess VJ. was a huge deal. That was a huge deal. But but what I'm saying is the dead period of wrestling, I thought was '94 '95. You think today's worse than that?
1: Yeah, because at least you still had two companies, and combined they had more viewers than you have now. I mean, Raw's ratings last week were the lowest ever, and that's during the dead period. You know, '94 '95 when you had what were they uh, getting? then so they were doing like uh like low twos but you also had wcw you know that was doing uh twos as well on saturday night really? mm-hmm.
2: i mean I, I watched both so i mean yeah i just remember well, in high school, it, like i'd get made fun of for wearing an undertaker shirt for instance yeah yeah, my girls and stuff um for like there's like two or three year window
1: yeah and, it was like 93 to 96 yeah
2: yeah i was like the only one of my friends that would like publicly still say he liked wrestling
1: right well, yeah, that, that was when you started getting the, the Salvatores and Sears and the, you yes. know, all those crazy Teal Hopper.
0: Well, Raj, while, while last week's Raw was not good, I mean, also comparing the, the ratings now to, to 94, 95, I mean, also just today, people have so many different ways they watch the the I don't know how accurate those ratings really are to judge today compared to them. But.
1: There is, obviously, there's going to be some of that, but the rating is based on the percentage of households, right? Like, we're not talking, I'm not talking just viewership, but the rating itself is based on how many people get that channel, and that includes streaming and everything. Now, it doesn't include illegal downloads, yeah. um, but...
2: Plus, we said popularity, too.
1: Yeah, and, ex- and you could just see it in the crowds. Remember when you'd go to the shows back then, those crowds would be crazy, and now you get a hot crowd here and there, Um, And they're usually dead by the end until the main event. And I just mean pro wrestling in in general, not just WWE, but because, yes, maybe the numbers are a little higher now than they were back then just for WWE. But you had WCW back then that,
2: you know, had millions of viewers a week as well. Do you you think it was just inevitable that this would happen because we let the cat out of the bag? that it's sports entertainment. This is a work. We opened the curtain up. I mean, because at first you did show some shoot aspect. You sh- a lot of shoot names we used: Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. When we first came, we you know pulled the cat out of the bag, if you will, um, about the truth of wrestling. Right, so we could talk in shoot terms and book and shoot terms of what appeared to be a shoot. What else could you possibly do though, other than that? Once the cat's out of the bag.
1: Yeah, but you know, the, like the hottest era was like what ninety eight to two thousand when when everyone knew it was a work then, right?
2: That's what i'm saying you know listening so like what i'm saying is we they, they created a, like, it like with a shoot they're using shoot names um they let the cat out of the back that this is a work but fans were so drawn to that and going online to find out the back gossip and then watching the matches at night i don't necessarily think they were watching the matches as much because the matches were they were into the match versus i know this dude's story now i know this was stunning steve austin whether who got the shit end of the stick went to ecw did okay started to get better on the mic now he's here in wwf i want to see this guy do Do you know what i mean yeah and that only lasts so long is what i'm saying i wonder the window of opportunity for fans to pop for the shoot aspect of of the worked environment was only going to have a very short short shelf life and now where do you go
1: yeah i mean it definitely did like the storylines and everything see i don't know if it's necessarily the shoot aspect because the NWO versus WCW, if you're looking at it realistically, it was ridiculous that these five guys could hold off like you know a locker room of sixty guys. But it yeah. felt real; like the emotion felt real. The, they
2: the- just pulled the cat out of the bag, is what I'm saying. They just informed us all this is a work. So now, when they're saying, "I'm not the giant; I'm Paul White," oh shit, did you hear? He's using his real name. This shit must be real. This one, this one scene, this one angle that he's doing, and that would. And I'm saying that has a short shelf life. And we saw it It was up in 0 or whatever. Yeah,
1: o- I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get your point, but I also think just I think the scripting nowadays is so contrived that it's, it's not even letting the cat out of the bag. I think it's just gotten so far away from that, that it's so corny and these feuds starting on Twitter and these lame jokes. And it's just constant week in, week out that it's hard for especially an adult to get into this kind of stuff when, you know, no real human being would really get upset over this, like the Finn Balor stuff. Well, which takes us back to Raw. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, back to Raw. Our next conflict uh, is we get Sasha Banks and Bailey, who are uh, are are going to be a tag team here, and they go up against two enhancement talents, uh, Samantha Simon and Karen Lundy. If anybody cares, uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey get the win. Uh, Sasha's music hits. They hug in the middle of the ring. All is right with the world. Were um, you expecting Sasha
1: to just nail Bailey when they were when they were doing that hug at the end? Yeah, I
0: think everybody was right. I was. I was. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, again, SummerSlam, you know, a month away. Uh, all Women's Show, a couple months away. You got, I mean, they, we we still have to get the payoff of this Sasha Bailey stuff. Of course, the counts and they did. So uh, we are we, we wait another week to see the epic story continue. Uh, we get Elias for his first of many appearances on the stage with his guitar. <laughs> He's uh, they tout about his debut album, his EP who, that came out today, and is shooting. Legitimately shooting up the iTunes charts, uh, Matt Morgan. Did you, have you downloaded the Walk with Elias? No, movie? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not bad. It's kind of funny. You listen to
1: it? I did. Is it like how many? Tra- is it like a full? It's album? four tracks.
0: It's four track. Yeah. It, it, it's it's four tracks. They're all they're all. I, I would almost say it's kind of like a weird it's almost like a weird Al Yankovic thing in terms of, like, it, it's, it's all him in the character of Elias. Like, one song is him singing about all the cities that he hates and can't find a good crowd. <laughs> Another one is him, like, talking about, like, walk with, walk with him. But, like, they're all, in the, they're all in the phrasing of his character. But, like, they don't sound bad. They sound, like, it's him singing. It's, it, it actually sounds like a legit... Like, you can tell they were, it was done in a, you know, it was done in a good studio and mixed by professionals. It sounds very legitimate in But if you're a fan of the Elias shtick, It's just four tracks you can kind of laugh at, but it does have like some good guitar and I don't know. It's kind of it's it's one of those weird wrestling things that it's just stuck and wrestling fans have banded together and it's it's rising up the the iTunes charts. Is it on Spotify? Do you know? It's on Spotify. Didn't you didn't you hear the four different plugs tonight? It's on iTunes and Spotify.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll check that out then. I got a Spotify. Um,
0: It's it's like two it's like two ninety nine to buy the whole thing. So
1: I don't think Um, I'd pay two
0: ninety nine for an Elias (laughs) album. Do it. You can write it off. What are you talking about? (laughs) Still. Uh, So Elias gets interrupted by Braun Strowman. He's the monster in the bank. Uh, He comes out, basically talks about how uh, he's going to call his shot eventually, so forget Roman Reigns, forget Bobby Lashley. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out. Uh, He and Owens uh, go back and forth, and uh, this kind of actually is going to end up leading uh, uh, to a match that they will make a little bit. Well, Jinder Mahal comes out first, but whatever. It's stupid. Jinder Mahal trying to calm his anger but i want to get to the real point of this which is they end up having a backstage segment where they have announced that kevin owens is going to fight braun Strowman at Summerslam. but if owens wins doesn't matter pinfall submission count whatever if he wins that he will get the money in the bank briefcase uh I, I, I mean it makes it interesting but i do have a little bit of that fear of like god i hope they don't pull. I, they, they can't dare pull it off braun can't they? <laughs> no yeah. no okay no
1: no way, and they're not having Braun lose at two pay per views in a row either. Even though you know the last one was you know tech, technicality, he he destroyed the guy. But um, yeah, he's not losing it. I you know I actually thought that was I, I kind of saw them going that way because there's no uh, you can't, you're not believing Owens versus Strowman at this point with how bad he's killed him. So by putting that stip in there, at least it does something.
2: We stopped believing in that when he was running away from him and hiding in broom closets. <laughs> yes. The first yeah. of their angle is when we stop believing.
1: He's done nothing so far. They've done nothing to make it look like Owens can get the better of Strowman in any situation.
2: Uh, a it's just loss. so funny what a, what a, what a uh, departure it is from, and I love K. He's my second favorite guy to watch, but he's what a departure from him bombing, you know, coming in there and bombing the hell out of John Cena, stepping on the title, holding mm-hmm. his NXT championship high above his head, talking shit. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. Uh, up next, we have Mickey James versus Natalia. of course, they're touting these two girls, uh, these two ladies, rather, uh, being obviously veterans, uh, being a big part of paving the way for the uh, revolution that's leading to evolution. Uh, Mickey James versus Natalia, a good match, as you'd expect, between these two. Mickey James uh, does get the win. Um, Alexa Bliss, of course, got involved as well. Uh, they, they mentioned again a couple times about how Natalya, um, you know, her relationship with Ronda Rousey, how she even helps train her. And, uh, I guess you know, we talk about. Earlier with Sasha Bailey this is the this is the heel turn I'm waiting. Is for Ronda Rousey to eventually win the title and for Natalia to immediately stab her in the back, right? I mean, that's got to be inevitable uh, for an Natalia Ronda Rousey feud, I would think. Yeah, maybe SummerSlam.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: I mean, if, 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 you know, we were saying how we could see them Matt before you came on. We were talking about how we could see them doing Stephanie versus Rousey at this uh, at the Evolution Pay Per View, but I think Rousey versus Natalia would be a lot better. <sighs>
2: Oh, the match itself would be fantastic.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I don't think – Ronda's really good, though, but I don't know if they would put her in that predicament yet where she wouldn't be expected to lead Stephanie through a match. Yeah. Without, You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think the crazy thing is the marquee, it would sell better if it was versus Stephanie,
1: mm-hmm.
2: obviously. But uh, the match itself would be outstanding with Italia because Italia is so – yeah, and, and so is
0: Rhonda, man. rhonda has got to get her props. She's gotten so good. Yeah. Elias uh, tries to do another plug on the stage. This time interrupted by the Authors of Pain. Uh, they cut the commercial break, come back. Authors of Pain uh, in the ring with microphones. And uh, this was uh, short but still painful. Um, yeah. Certainly, certainly uh, reminds you that they had a mouthpiece and Paul Ellering for all the time in NXT. Now they don't. Basically, they said they want some competition. Anybody except for Titus Worldwide. So titus worldwide comes out <laughs> <laughs> uh titus uh titus and apollo cruz um no yeah, one in the crowd cared for any of this Oh uh, no yeah apollo cruz is praising titus for being you know a great in his community a great dad talking about how you know it doesn't you can't just be strong physically that's you know you gotta it takes more to to make it uh, on the WWE raw roster um and then the two and then everybody starts so they all start brawling um so it looks like we are going to continue. Maybe, maybe, maybe I don't know if they're building through a, a pre-show SummerSlam match or what the deal is, but they are not giving up on this uh, for right now. So again, more rut of the attack, uh, which is again, it's a shame. I mean, you look at the authors of pain; they got a great look. Um, you know, you, you know, unique names, good look. They, uh, the, you know, pretty good in the ring, minus the the lackluster finisher that they do. Um, but this is this is what WWE is giving them right now is Titus Worldwide, which unfortunately, yeah, the people just really don't get behind.
1: I thought this was painful. I thought the whole thing was. I mean, their promos uh, were terrible. They need a mouthpiece, bad. Uh, I don't know why WWE. They got it so much in their head that they're not going to use managers. And fine, if the word manager is outdated, who cares? But it can work. And and it, that's definitely you know a team that could use it because okay. they're physically imposing. They they got the
2: presence. That that's what they're missing. Okay, and they don't have any way to go against anyway. It's it's it's, it's even if they did have all that it don't matter There's no one to go against in that shit division
1: yeah you know braun is kind of in that pattern too you know they're they keep throwing kevin owens at him but no one no one sees owens as a, a credible threat to stroman and so well, they don't got, really have
2: we got bobby out there we have roman out there we have uh seth out there we have some. you know you don't have to match them strength for strength i'm saying but like the attack division there is nobody
1: yeah, uh, Drew and Dolph, if they,
2: oh yeah. as a team. I take that back, yes, yeah. those two.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, Drew and Dolph, I think would be a formidable, but they they seem like they're they're more focused on they they remind they remind us that those two are yeah. uh, watching watching each other's back. They're Sean and Diesel. I like. Yeah. It. That's everybody's comparison. is the <laughs> Sean and Diesel,
2: I they were going to be a tag team, a legit tag team, if you remember. So I'm glad they're not.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, two guys that were both in tag teams but right now are uh, on the singles uh, singles run by themselves. Uh, Tyler Breeze because of Fandango's injury and then Mojo Raleigh, who's now on a singles uh, heel run. They have another match. Uh, this match is going on. Uh, Mojo uh, in control for the most part, very intense. They cut to an uh, interview in the middle of the match with Michael Cole interviewing Bobby Roode from backstage. Um, so it looks like they're setting Bobby Roode up for Mojo Raleigh here. Mojo getting another win, by the way. Um, uh, 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 Matt, you you're, you're, you're you could speak intelligently on Bobby Roode. Uh, do, do you do you agree with Bobby Roode, the veteran, uh, being a guy that looks like he's going to set up and put over Mojo Raleigh? What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, I think a lot of people, I guess, would the common thing would be okay. Bobby Roode, maybe they want to see him go for a title, or they want to see him work higher in the car. But you know, they it looks like they're going to have him go up against a Mojo Mojo Raleigh. again, and this this be Mojo's first credible opponent a, 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 as a heel in a singles run.
2: Yeah, um, you would think, obviously, months ago we thought this, right? It's just, I don't know. I, I don't know why they keep jamming this square in the circle hole. I don't know. You know, I I, I I don't know. I have no answer for it. I don't. I don't get it. Bobby should be a semi-main event heel, okay? It, that could do a lot. Like, what we're seeing with Dolph, I'm telling you guys, they are going to think I'm crazy. Bobby Roode can do if he was a heel. Oh, yeah. Right now. He,
1: and actually, I you know if it, if it was like Bobby and, and Drew, I feel like that'd be a better pairing in a lot of ways. Just because so much of Dolph's uh, credibility has been killed over the last the you know reason. five years. Right. Um, yeah, I agree hundred percent. I mean, what they're doing with Bobby, and I look at him, and I do, look at him doing this promo during this match. It looks like they just sucked the uh, <laughs> the specialness that he had. You know, just a year ago, all the you know the the, the star qualities. It's like they're sucking it out of him and. So yeah. why would you
2: why do that? Wait, I, I don't get it. It's not like he's coming in. He's he's not like he's using his TNA gimmick. You know what I mean? This was a WWE created gimmick and character from NXT. So like I don't understand the need to break I don't the excuse used to be, oh, we need to like test. You need to build them, we need to break them down to build them back up and form them in the WWE. Vince has to Make you a creature of his own, like like, a, like a, a sorry, a creation of his own. You know, no matter where you came from or how good you are. And those days are long gone. So I don't understand this. Bless,
0: Bless you. All right, another attempt at uh, an Elias concert. Uh, I right, said mute that. <laughs> Elias says he's sick and tired of being interrupted, so the music hits and he's interrupted by Finn Balor. Uh, <laughs> Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre, uh, of course. <laughs> good match again between these these two guys very talented cool um you know uh drew mcintyre just continues i know we, we've we've said this over and over but it, it's 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 worth repeating um just and then the commentators are buying into it too which is nice how they, they keep saying drew's back he's with a purpose he's using everybody's a stepping stone and, and his performance belt to bell just on point he's in phenomenal shape uh good match here between he and finn uh ziggler gets involved uh ultimately um right in front of the referee, and we get uh, Finn with the win by DQ, uh, which ultimately is going to set up by Kurt Angle a, uh, a tag match as Seth Rollins comes out to help. and so then we get Finn and Seth versus Drew and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, big tag match here, multi, multiple segments to, for these guys to uh, occupy some time.
2: Great great action, man. This was a great match. I love uh, it. It's yeah. Great.
0: Seth and Finn get the win, um, and, uh, and and Raj, they ended up making uh, an official SummerSlam match of this, correct?
2: Yep, yep.
1: So it'll be Drew and Seth again. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Dolph and Seth again. So, um, I just feel like Seth should be higher. I think he's the hottest guy in the company right now, in, in a lot of ways. Um, I know, I mean, look, they got the thing. It's going to be Roman. He, he, the whole storyline's him beating Brock, and they're sticking with it, and there's nothing that can be done, but it's one of those times where I felt like they should call it an audible and had it be you know Seth and and Seth and Brock and Seth being the one to beat Brock. And, you know, you talk about um, the size differences and stuff like that. Seth has that credibility where you could buy him beating a Brock. He would be the underdog. You almost you might not expect it, but it's not like I feel like like Brock against someone like Finn seems a little too much of a stretch, but Seth not so much in my in my opinion. And uh, I think that would be a, a, such a big moment if he won. And going back to where my original booking idea was having Roman Reigns winning money in the bank and then Reigns cashing in on Roman Rollins, I think that all would have been a perfect, uh, perfect setup. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree with that. But
1: we're too far from that. <laughs> too far gone. <laughs> but uh, uh, well, yeah, so Rollins, are Rollins and Dolph again at that summer I think
0: the, think the Brooklyn crowd will uh, treat them nicer than what the Pittsburgh crowd did.
1: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yes. As long as they don't put a clock on the screen.
0: yeah Yeah, i mean seth and seth's still pretty i think he did an interview um i think it was lillian garcia's podcast i think i know i know the quotes are up on wrestling inc uh, and he's still a little bit kind of ticked by that he's like he's like was really upset yeah yeah i mean as i should but you know seth's saying he goes he he doesn't understand how people want to why they would want to pay money to come see something and just completely you know and not watch the match you're like not into the match
2: it's our oh but it's our money we can do what we want with our money. I don't care. Shut up.
1: And that's and that's horse crap too. You, you can't go to. A, you're me. not going to a football game and throwing a beach ball around and not get you know kicked
2: out. Bro, exactly. It's it's like people use uh, you know free, after somebody says something insane, they start defending their right to free speech. You know what I mean? That's like right. their BS defense of it. It's
0: like. Well, it's like
2: yeah, you know, with this that's their built in excuse for being shitty fans.
0: Well, and that excuse makes them sound really ridiculous. Like, okay, so okay, yeah, it's your money, you can do what you want. So how ridiculous does it make you sound that you spend two hundred bucks or whatever it is for some of these tickets uh, for some of these bigger shows to, to well, purposely be like that makes you just, well, it gets just
2: even better because the argument turns into this, which is even worse on their on their end in my opinion. Well, give us something first. us not to throw a beach ball around with. If you had Cesaro working in the main event then <laughs> That would be the next thing. So then my answer to that would be why are you there? Because that's not who was in the main event.
1: And, and and not to mention, isn't isn't Rollins and Ziggler like uh, perfect for that crowd? Isn't that the kind of stuff they
2: that yes, Yeah, Yes, they are.
0: Well, and what's and, and, and take it even a step further, going back to extreme rules in Pittsburgh was uh, you know, I can tell you that from being you know here and being around fans all that day, that oh, you know that, that, you know fans didn't want they they did not want to see they were gonna riot. If Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley ended the night, well, guess what? WWE ended up. It, it, it seems like switching it, and they and they put Roman and, and Bobby on earlier, and they gave you the the, the work rate. Right? They gave you the thirty minute classic between uh, Toph and, and and Seth, and then people just wanted to 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 count down the clock. You know? Yeah. So I don't know what it is. There's the, I don't know if there is any making them happy. Um, yeah. It depends which
1: crowd. Like not all crowds. Some, you know, the, some of the crowds are great, but. I think last week's rock crowd was really good, right? If I'm, if I'm recalling correctly. Whose
2: hometown were they in? What's up? Out of the three of us, whose hometown was this?
0: What tonight or?
2: The fans that we're talking about from the what was it last week or the week before?
0: That's that's Justin's crew at Extreme West. That's where I live. That's where I live. Don't don't don't. Uh, I, don't I don't say you know. Hey, I, 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 I was I was paying attention. I wasn't counting down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobby Lashley gets the uh, backstage promo. Uh, he drops the no, uh, uh, no sleep till Brooklyn line. As he's on his way. As he wants to get his way to Summerslam to face Brock Lesnar. Uh, we get more of the. We get a recap of the WWE Evolution pay per view announcement again, uh, and then we get Ember Moon versus Liv Morgan. Um, uh, again, another you know good showing by Ember Moon. But again, as we said earlier, just another uh, you know uh, rinse repeat yep. type of situation here. Ember Moon gets the win. Um, so, it's, it's just complete time fill. And yeah. if
1: you're scripted sports, like uh, if, you're, if, if you're UFC, right, and you're scripting WWE, is, you're scripting conflict and, and fighting in sports. Do you just have the same person keep wrestling somebody if they beat them every time? Like, is UFC going to keep booking the same fight <laughs> over and over if <laughs> one person keeps winning and quick? You know? Like, what, what sense? This is like the third or fourth time that Ember Moon has beaten Liv Morgan in, in like the last month and a half.
2: I got nothing for that. Yeah,
0: a <laughs>
2: that really is the point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it, 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 it's frustrating. Again, we, we, in, in, in the same show where the theme is is, is we've moved so far with the women. Uh, okay, so no, they're not getting 30 second matches anymore, but they're getting the same five minute match every week now uh, Ember Moon beating Liv Morgan. Uh, so they do a bunch of uh, hype. They they show uh, they do a Mission Impossible crossover thing. They do a Bella Twins on Jimmy Fallon. All this stuff promoting uh, all the outside endeavors. We get to Elias one more time on the stage with the guitar. Kurt Angle interrupts him, uh, but then he says him that he says he's gonna give Elias the floor. Uh, let Elias playing. Uh, let let him play some of his new songs. He starts to play. Knocks the people uh, of Cincinnati, uh, and then out comes Bobby Lashley. You know Bobby Lashley interrupts. So it's like the fourth interruption. They they make a point to show on camera Elias really frustrating walking off stage. I don't know about you guys, but it kind of, to me, maybe me think, okay, Elias has got to come back out and maybe get involved, but that never happens. We get Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns, uh, good match between these two, the Cincinnati crowd. They, they, they were not, uh, they were not as rude as Pittsburgh was. They, they kind of played along and got into this match. Uh, a couple near falls, uh, some good, some good false finishes towards the end with the, the spears and Superman punch. Um, overall though, uh, Roman Reigns wins, and this surprises me because I actually thought when they made all the stipulation last week, I thought it was going to be Bobby Lashley. I thought it was going to be him versus Brock Lesnar.
2: I, I think it's too early to be beating Bobby, and I don't care who it is.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I kind of figured it would be. I kind of figured it would be. Roman, because that's the story they, they're, you know, dying to to tell is that Roman finally beats Brock. They put so much equity in Brock with all the wins that he got, ending Taker streak, and they want all of that to go to somebody. And I guess, you know, and Roman's the guy. And, I, you know, I was saying it last week. I'm sure Roman was going to win, but I think Lashley, uh, you set up more cooler story uh, storyline possibilities. If you have Lashley, just destroy Lesnar too win here again, destroy Lesnar. Then you got this really, you know, really huge badass. And uh, you got kind of a Lesnar. Uh, you're kind of creating a Lesnar that is going to be around every week and yes. be able to defend the title at all the pay-per-views and something special. So I think by beating Lashley, it's not like he's buried or anything like that. But I just think it was too soon. He had kind of an aura about him. And I just don't think uh, it, it, they should have done it yet. But um, I know a lot of people were thinking it might be a triple threat, like they were going to do some sort of, uh, you know. It's still
2: good, Naj, You can't throw that out yet. It's still good.
0: I I don't see that happening. I think they really want – if they were going to do it, if they were going, to, if, they were going to, if they were going to do the triple threat tonight, it would have been the perfect way. I mean, obviously, you could have had Bobby have uh, Well, you could have had Elias attack both of them. You could have had a draw. You could have Heyman come out. Like, anything could have happened to to make a case. Yeah, but I the fact, I'm
2: saying, part of the things that you guys were talking about and having Bobby, uh, Brock have all these wins, have, have him you know run through Steena and just job him out that one time, to have him beat the crap out of Randy Orton for shoot after the match, to have him beat Undertaker. And you say to transfer it onto the next, that's wrestling 101, obviously, is to give the next young one that rub, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So the other half of that equation is being able to recognize the difference of who to give that to and the right timing for that talent. The right timing was, I don't know, a year ago, two years ago for Roman, a year ago at best. So it's come and gone. It's not the best use of it, it's not them recognizing. We have all these, like you said, uh, what's the word you use built up for Brock? um, Equity. Equity, yeah. Great word. Equity built up for Brock to give on to someone else. It should more reason why it needs to be either Braun or Bobby. But but Bobby would make sense because now you've got your new Brock, like you said, and you have him simply take Brock out. Brock's exit is Bobby whipping his ass and injuring him and stretchering him out of the company for good.
1: Yeah, I think that because they're so dead set with, and I agree hundred percent with you. And, and like I've been saying, I think Seth is the most over guy. I feel like that would get him to the next level, him beating Brock. But obviously, they're not. They're
2: they're not thinking in that mistakes. direction. Having Brock beat Undertaker, having Roman beat Brock—two major mistakes they made. Yeah. Well.
1: Um, yeah. But I I don't know. I just think. Uh, we are doing this in New York. It's like the worst possible crowd to be doing this match where you're
0: doing Roman versus Brock. The fans are going to crap all over this match. Yeah. Well, let, me, um, let me ask you guys this. So right now what we know is it's Brock versus Roman. Now, as Matt said, we're not there yet, so let's not rule out completely a triple threat that Bobby doesn't get put into it. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's not rule it out. So the fact that they're in New York for SummerSlam and then the next night they're in New York again and Brock Lesnar is being booked for the night after, so Brock Lesnar is scheduled to be at the Raw the night after SummerSlam. Do you, who? What do, you, what do? you think is the most? Ooh, I what, do you, say. what do you think is the most r- realistic and reasonable situation? Is it Brock Lesnar walking out of SummerSlam and getting cashed in on the next night by a Braun Strowman, or is it Brock Lesnar dropping the title at SummerSlam and then Braun cashing in somewhere? Like, I'm, 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 Braun has to play a factor in this. I don't see him carrying this briefcase around for a year. Um, and is that how um, Owens maybe beats him to take it to take that away? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to – I'm trying to play I'm, – I'm playing chess here. I'm trying to figure out where everybody's going. That's what I'm trying to – yeah. I, I, I
2: That
1: would be my prediction is that um, Roman beats Brock. I, th- I feel like they have to have Roman beat Brock because you need to they win do consider Brock. him his, the top guy and for him to be beaten over and over. he I feel like he does need that win. Then you have Strowman cash in. Strowman wins the title. The next night on – you know, the next night on Raw, Lesnar complains uh, or Heyman complains. Strowman comes down just – Keeps kicks the crap out of Lesnar, and that's his like goodbye. You know, like he just uh, just keeps hitting him with power slam after power slam. Fans are you know singing na 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 na, hey 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 goodbye, and that's that's Lesnar's uh, swan song for a while. Because I'm sure he'll be back at some point after he does oh, this yeah. UFC fight. You know, if he wins, I'm sure he'll go to John Jones. I'm sure, because that's there's so much money in that. But you know, he's what 43 years old, 42. You think Um, he's going to beat Daniel Cormier? uh, I doubt it. No, but uh, (laughs) no, but if by some chance he did, I mean he is going to be sixty pounds big. You know, well, maybe not sixty. He'll probably be thirty to forty pounds bigger than Cormier, so he will have that advantage. But I don't see him beating him. But if by some crazy way he did, um, I could, I would think that he would do another
2: fight. He would smoke him.
1: You think Lesnar would smoke Cormier?
2: If Brock was, was, young, was younger? If I articulate it yes. Hmm. Yes.
1: I don't know. Cormier always had good hands. Like Lesnar, he never had good he really, hands. It was always well, the wrestling.
2: You're absolutely right. But Brock never got to put himself 100% immersed into it either. Where nothing else, no wrestling, nothing. Just this, just MMA. He yeah. got to do that like, what, a year straight or two. Not 10. Yeah. He was younger and just didn't pro-wrestle. Just did
0: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, who knows? As as we're trying to book Summerslam, maybe, maybe maybe Daniel Cormier is is front row at Summerslam. I mean, we've
2: dude, man, there, are you shitting me? Guaranteed.
0: Yeah, I mean, why not? You know, why not? Um, if, <laughs> well, I, I I don't put anything past at this point. I mean, it, with WWE and UFC, we've we've seen the the subtle the subtle working together in the past. So
2: my favorite uh, part is hundred fifty pound little puss is that 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 talk that, all tough and like, oh, WWE, uh, we, don't want to, we don't want to see the WWE crap. And then like Conor McGregor's, uh, the guys that draw money, you're like, well, this is why yeah. you definitely make money. Shut up. And, and you know what? UFC does the WWE crap better than
1: WWE. 100%. <laughs> <Like> the the <laughs> promos that draw money and that get people talking Like Lesnar, uh, after uh, that Cormier it, fight, that was so money. And he hasn't done anything like that in WWE in, in forever. Who's um, that? Lesnar, when you know, with uh,
2: say I'm coming for you, mother
1: to you know, Cormier and you know, calling out the heavyweight (laughs)
2: division into popping for him, yeah, they hate him, but they popped for that because they were like, Oh, shit, baby, you better cheer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then when Cormier came back, and was you know, Cormier was the ultra babyface, and the fans were cheering for him, and he got you excited in it, so I mean, they do that better than WWE by far right now.
0: Matt, have you ever anywhere in your career did you ever do any yeah, well, MMA, any cage fighting?
2: Didn't get good. That didn't get popular. That wasn't like it is now. Yeah. Yeah. No.
0: yeah. Not, not...
2: no. No. I love pro wrestling. I love the characters. I love the larger than life characters. Back then, there wasn't characters. It was you come out in your trunks, beat the shit out of someone, and leave. Yeah. Um, you know, MMA is different now. But wrestling, I was always attached, always attracted to these cartoon characters. You know, the '80s. I loved, I loved that about wrestling. Superheroes.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I felt like where UFC really started to take off, uh, I know people point to the Ultimate Fighter uh, finale, the first one, but one of the things was Tito Ortiz and Ken Shamrock, and you had those personalities, and people were like, I care about UFC. Well, they got into that, and Chuck Liddell. Chuck All of a sudden, Liddell. you had these
2: yeah. huge personalities. Yeah. Tito was the first, fuck, right? He was pretty much the first villain that he yeah. could see you get beat, right? Really? Yeah. I used to watch it.
0: Well and, and it was also very much Tito was very much a uh, it was very much a pro wrestling storyline. You know, he had a big falling out with Dana White, he leaves UFC, he's never going back to UFC. It, was, it, it had very much kind of like a, a pro wrestling <laughs> kind of story feel to it, with, you know, with him him versus the, the authority figure.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so next Monday they're in Miami, big city. Uh, they got a lot to toutin. Uh, Ronda Rousey's off of her suspension; she'll be there next week. Uh, Brock Lesnar's going to be there next week. Uh, Roman Reigns, of course, now is number one contender. So, uh, I mean, I guess obviously the big thing we watch now is to see how this Brock Lesnar thing unfolds. As, 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 as we are, as we just talked about, we're probably building to Brock's last match for the time being in WWE. Um, so, uh, any uh, Raj? Anything, anything? Any big other news with Summerslam? Do they make tonight? I know we talked about Seth and Dolph. Um, yeah, so
2: Bobby Lashley is not going to be left off. Left off Summerslam, guys. I'm telling
1: yeah, you. I, I, I don't. I don't see him in that main event though. Wait, I, I, I see that them keeping that a singles
0: match. Sure. Bobby, watch, watch. They'll find a way. But Elias will attack Bobby Lashley and say, "You interrupted me last week," and that'll that'll be your and that'll you know. be your feud. Yeah, I can <laughs> see that. Which, you know, I mean, obviously, Elias is a, a guy they have stock behind so it's not like it's a it's not like it's throwing bobby lashley to the to the to the side but it is i mean my biggest thing with bobby lashley is i just the, the dude is such a legit badass i just yeah. wish more of that you know the, the little bit they showcased of that was the stupid uh obstacle course he did when he was few with right. Sandy Thane. but i mean like I, I wish they would do i wish they would do some of those great wwe produced things showing him with his military background showing him with it with how tough he you know like i just hate the fact that he's such a badass but i I feel like they present him so soft in a lot of ways in yeah. sense yep.
1: I hate saying this over and over, but that's I feel like he could use a <laughs> I feel like he could use a heel turn, and you know I I never say this with people in NXT. They're, I feel like everyone's on the right side in NXT because they write for babyface as well in NXT. They book and heels and 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 babyface is so good in NXT, and they just don't do that on the main roster. They give them such crap that. You know, I feel like to bring out the fo- full potential, uh, a lot of times it's a, you need that heel turn.
0: And I think Ashley's there, Bobby Roode. Um, you know, there's a few others. Yes, sir. All right. Well, we'll see how this uh, Raw fares in the ratings. Uh, as as Ross said earlier, last week was uh, the, uh, uh, I, the actually lowest. last week was fine. It was two weeks ago though. Two
1: was weeks ago. Rating. Yeah. Um, so stand corrected on that. Um, so the SummerSlam right now it's like Lesnar versus Reigns, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Oh, they haven't announced that yet, but it's expected to be AJ Styles versus awesome. Samoa Joe. Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, Carmella versus someone. Uh, it's probably Becky Lynch. And then the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It's the Bludgeon Brothers versus they got this tournament. I- I'm guessing it's going to be the Bar since that's, uh, that's a new match, but it's the Bar Sanity. The Usos are the New Day. Ziggler versus Rollins. And then Strowman versus Kevin Owens. With, if Strowman loses, Owens gets the case.
0: Oh, yeah. And I think, and you gotta have Cena. I think you're gonna have Cena somewhere on the show. They're not gonna. I don't see them not having Cena on this. I mean, he's been gone. He's due for his comeback now. So I mean, we gotta. You'd think after we get through the Brock business next week that we gotta. August has got to be carried by John Cena. What's he gonna do with SummerSlam what type of or thing? maybe Taker. I mean, he's I think of... both. I think it's Cena versus Taker again because they got Taker. They got Taker. You know, Taker's at Mania. Taker's at the Grace Royal Rumble. He's being booked in Australia. He's being. He's, he's doing all the. He's, he was at Madison Square Garden for a house show. I don't see them having Taker for all the other shows, not having him for SummerSlam. So I could easily see him and John Cena this time in an advertised match. I think, I think we have to, I think that, I think the show needs that little extra novelty uh, to put that over. And then do you have Taker just beat Cena again? That seems kind of, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could see Cena beating Taker this time. we go to a rubber match uh, later on.
1: Yeah. I, I almost think you have to do that in, in yeah. a weird way. Um, yeah, I mean, if they actually build it up this time as opposed to sure. it's centered on if he's going to show up or not, I think it'd be something, you know, something big. Absolutely. Uh, guys, any final thoughts, comments? Oh, one more thing Matt Riddle uh, is rumored uh, to be yes. going yes, to yes. WWE. He pulled out of his uh, bookings during SummerSlam weekend, and then tonight PWG announced that he's out of the Battle of Los Angeles, so uh, it's looking like he's WWE bound he was uh he was in the ufc he had the eight and two mma record um but he had a couple of drug failures in ufc for marijuana and triple h uh would you know would say on these conference calls that one of the reasons they're not signing him is because of those drug failures and matt riddle acknowledged it so whatever they worked out they worked out and uh so it looks like he's he's heading over there so um you know he's,
0: the dude's got a bright future tons of charisma is great in the ring so the sky's the limit i agree i think we think we see matt riddle sitting in front row at nxt in uh, brooklyn as they tend to do to unveil people that's that's how that's what i would think yeah, yeah. i mean if you know and, and, and props to him he's, he's he's a he's fun to watch and if you know his background it doesn't make me wonder though i mean obviously like okay marijuana is a thing with him like it may, i mean like wait What's what's changed now? Like, I, I mean, has he, has he given up marijuana? Like, I don't know. That's the interesting thing to think about. Is it's true? Because I remember I was on that call. Triple H did say, you know, he's yeah. all four second chances, but the guy's got a he's got a he's, he's got to get he's, he's got to get with the corporate program.
2: Run a risk. What do you mean? Tell, every guy smokes pop, but once you sign in WWE, you stop doing it. Well,
1: well they, what, I, what I'm saying they, is, I don't. don't know some if wrestlers think you cup- stop doing it. Don't some wrestlers call it the pot tax? Because you don't get suspended for pot; it's and just a twenty-five hundred dollars fine.
2: Yeah, but but you don't want it if you're lower on the card. You don't want that to happen, it's right? Against you.
1: Yeah, and it's a uh, twenty-five hundred dollars over and over. It's not a small amount of money. It it adds up. So.
2: Yeah. No. This is a good signing for them. Yeah.
0: Very good. Uh. signing. All right, so we'll keep our eye on Matt Riddle. Uh, again, not official, but uh, as Raj just pointed out, all, all, all the normal signs of when somebody on the independent circuit seems to be headed uh, to WWE uh, bookings being changed and, and, and the rumors out there. So probably probably something to it. We'll keep our eye on, of course, Wrestling Inc. will uh, keep you up to date with any, uh, any, any updates to the story, anything new that we find out. Be sure to have it up there. Mr. Matt Morgan, where can we find you? What's going on?
2: You can't find me. Nothing.
0: Off the grid. I don't
2: give any plugs. I don't do any plugs.
0: No <laughs> plugs tonight?
2: Nope. Geez. For
0: what? No. no, no, no I I don't plug, plug Florida. I don't For know. Plug wood. something. <laughs> plug Longwood. We're going
2: to find me on social media if they want to harass me and bug
0: me. <laughs> All right. We'll find uh, BP Matt Morgan on social media to harass him. Raj? Yeah, no plugs either. Just tons of tons of interviews coming
1: up this week on the site, so check it out. My interviews with Moose, Austin uh, Moose, and uh, Eddie Edwards and Teddy Long, more stuff from those. And so check out the site.
0: All right. And I'm at Justin Labar on social media. I'll be back Wednesday for our post SmackDown uh, chat. I don't know. Is Glenn back with me or who's with me Wednesday? Wednesday will be you and me, and then Glenn is back next week. Oh, tremendous. Look forward to that for Wednesday, Raj and myself. <laughs> it's been a great uh, post Raw podcast for Matt. For Raj, I'm Justin. We'll see you guys Wednesday.